you. I'll start. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Payne County, Oklahoma. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. To Pastors of Pain. My phone is blowing up at this moment. No one cares about me. Uh, I guess not. Well, why don't you tell wow. them? Tell okay. them we're on a podcast. Excuse me, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> God. Can't you send them a picture of yourself and say you're interrupting? Like when people have that feature on where it says, uh, "Will I'm driving. We'll respond later. <laughs> I'm podcasting. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, well, uh, it's good to have you. The uh, did you uh, did you practice some forgiveness last week? Because we I did have, talk about actually, that. Yeah, I yeah. have a litany of your faults that I would like to go over. <laughs> you know, one really cool. This is a cool thing. Uh, Father Carey went to college at a Benedictine monastery, oh, Cons- a Conception Abbey. Uh-huh. I went to uh, my seminary at a Benedictine Abbey, Saint Meinrad, Indiana. And one of the things, I don't want to be a monk, and uh, but I admire the people who do want to be monks, um, or are monks, but um, one of the things they do in the monastery is they have this thing called the chapter of faults, <laughs> and basically, it's like an opportunity, I mean, from the old like Seinfeld Festivus, you know, the air, <laughs> like the airing of grievances, yep, yep. when you're in a chapter of faults, you, you make known, I think it's you make known your own. But then isn't, I think there, I've never been to one, but like, I think you make known your own faults and ask for forgiveness of the community. Yeah. And then I think people can like jump in and like name some others. (laughs) Maybe we should do that in the house. Uh, What if we did that in the parish? Oh my gosh. Oh. That would be so interesting. um, I meet with my staff and one, one of the questions I ask them is like, you know, I asked them, like, what, what are you working on this week? You know, uh, what are you working on? Um, is there anything you need help with? And they give it, and it's like, it, and I always I throw in there, like, is there something, like, you need me to, to do to help you? Or am I getting in the way of you actually doing your work? Or stop doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And sometimes they're like, yeah, actually, uh, I, you, haven't, you haven't, like, said you're doing a good job in, like, months. I'm oh. like, yowses. Okay. So then I artificially, I write a big banner. You're doing a great job. And I run down I the hallway. A, I give them a sticker. Yeah. I put, I put uh, glitter in their car. It's a cat hanging from the ceiling and it says, hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, it's like, I, I like, I, I sometimes enjoy when people say, hey, you need to fix this about yourself. So chapter faults, but please don't. So stop. let don't. us know. Just write in and tell us what's wrong with us. <laughs> We did a show on that. I was about to say, we should do a show on that. But we did we a show. could do an updated show on that. That actually would probably be interesting. Because that we did that was four or five years ago. Right. That's right. What's wrong with us? Uh-huh. Hey, I got uh, I got We a did sp- a show, it was called What's Yeah. Or what well, the first show, which generated some controversy, was called Annoying Things Our People Do. <laughs> and then we followed it up with Annoying Things That Priests Do. Uh-huh. So yeah, we could we could yeah, we could follow up with that. Yeah. Hey, I I got I got a, a song that's going to lead into our topic today. Oh, and it's uh, I was listening to Randy Travis earlier today. I like Randy Travis, and he's got this song, digging up bones, digging 
Digging up bones. Randy Travis is good because he's in he's in the one of the National Treasure movies. I love those movies. Yeah, exhuming things that's better left alone. And I love this line. I'm resurrecting memories that of something was. I'm resurrecting memories of a love that's dead and gone. And tonight I'm sitting alone digging up bones. Anyway, hey, um, you're giving this presentation on uh, St. Peter and Rome and the Roman church. I, I gave it last week. <laughs> hey, I invited you to Ted Cherie, and you didn't invite me to this talk? It's in Spanish. It was in Spanish. And? I, mean, I know the word huesos. You can, uh, I mean, we do. We have our Spanish formation every Wednesday night. Um, I'm kind of busy. I know. But you still didn't invite me. You're, I, hey, um, I, I, forg- you I forgive everything? you. I forgive you. Look how great I am. <laughs> look how great I am. Everyone, everyone. Look everyone, at, notice. Everyone, look notice, at me. Notice I'm humble look at and me. I'm forgiving. I am the most humble person ever. <laughs> I forgave you. Okay. <laughs> so last week, so it, very interesting. We do on every on Wednesday nights. We'd have uh-huh. it's a whole like Spanish extravaganza. There's adoration all day, which is great, and then we have confessions Ooh. from five to five uh-huh. to five forty-five. There's Spanish mass at six. Oh, and then we have our Spanish formation. We have nice dinner. Okay, and then we and then. we have a topic. So this semester, we decided that our topic would be kind of like apologetics, just some of the basics of the Catholic faith. Because what we find is in in a lot of our Spanish speakers, Mm -hmm. they don't, um, they they've told us like they 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 have a hard time uh, like defending the faith. So their Protestant friends or their atheist friends kind of come up and and want to know things about. Uh, the the church and they they know there's an answer but they just don't know the answer anyway so we decided to do like a three a little three week series on church history whoa so two weeks ago Father Healy um, gave a kind of like a just a summary of like the Acts of the Apostles in Spanish in Spanish yeah so in the early so kind of in the early church he busted out all his, he's got all these kind of maps and where did Paul go and all this cool stuff. Well, anyway, so then last week, my presentation was, uh, basically, I was trying to get across that when we say in the creed that the church is one, holy, Catholic, and then the fourth mark of the church is that the church is apostolic. apostolic. And so, like, what does that mean? And so, I was basically trying to show that Jesus had the apostles, Judas mm-hmm. died, they replaced him with Matthias, and... Then the twelve went out to the four corners of the world, of the known world, and 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 evangelized. Yep. So basically, the presentation was: Who are the apostles? Where did they go? Uh huh. How did they die? They're all dead. They all died. Oh. oh. And so how how did they die? And then where are they buried? Whoa. And the beautiful thing, I remember learning this like in college and being like, okay. why did I never know that? That the twelve apostles are all buried in Catholic churches. Come on. I, I know St. James, obviously, in Compostela. Yes. St. Peter in Rome. Yes. Uh, St. Paul outside the wall. Paul, I didn't I didn't include Paul in the in the 12. Okay, but where are the rest? But uh, they're in various places. They're uh, in various places in Italy. They're, oh, well, Thomas is in India. Uh yes so yeah they're just they're they're all in this was my presentation they're all in these different places oh 
So then I told the story. So I ended with St. Peter. You'd think I would start with Peter because uh-uh. Peter is first pope. Peter's kind of the first, you know, the first among the 12. But I ended with Peter because I then went into the history of why St. Peter's is where it is. Oh, an engineering feat. And it's amazing, I think, how few Catholics know the story of why why we call ourselves. So officially we are, most of us are Latin Rite Catholics. Right. R-I-T-E, Latin Rite. But there's like Byzantine Rite, so you're... You're you're one of those. You're, Greek Ukrainians. You're by by ritual, right? There's there's Ruthenians. There's uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay, back back to focus. Okay, okay. Um, the <laughs> that was really funny. The anyway, why are we Latin Rite Catholics? Roman. We often refer to ourselves as Roman Catholics. What's the Rome part? The wandering. That's what I was because saying. you what? would you wandering? would think like what didn't didn't Christianity start like in Jerusalem? Or Antioch. Right. So what's the deal with Rome? Like Rome is kind of far from where the place of the resurrection. <laughs> so basically what happened, and you can read about this in the Acts of the Apostles, is Peter and Paul end up in Rome. The, the, they roam over there? Yes. Peter and Paul okay. are, end up in Rome. So Peter, I just want to tell you the story about, about Peter. So Peter is the first pope. Peter is yep. the leader of the early church. And there's this emperor, uh, the Roman emperor, whose name is Nero in the first century. Bad guy. Nero, bad guy. So Nero hates Christians. The church is very much underground. So this is first century, right? Christianity was not legalized until early early fourth century. Okay. Early 300s, uh-huh. Constantine. Okay. So for 300 years, the church, it was illegal to be a Christian. We were underground. Peter is the leader of this underground movement. Very small church, but growing spreading. Okay. Nero doesn't like it. So anyway, there's a big fire. Oh yeah. In Rome. Big fire. And fires in those days, everything yeah, yeah. was made of wood. Fires spread, lots of things get destroyed. Well, Nero blames the Christians. And they, the Christians didn't do it, but Nero blames the Christians. So Peter is arrested. Peter as the leader of the Christians is arrested. Peter um, is sentenced to death. And so Peter is brought to uh, this very particular place. And he, as the story goes, he is going, they're going to crucify him. They're going to put him on a cross. Like what Romans do. That's what Romans do. Peter says, I am not worthy to be crucified in the same manner as my Lord. And so turn me upside down. So there's famous, you can, you can Google the Car, Caravaggio image is the best one of, of the, the crucifixion of Peter. So Peter gets, he's an old man, probably 70 years old. They flip him upside down and they crucify him. So Peter dies on a cross and he dies in this very particular spot. Wow. The spot where he died, you can visit it today, is on, was near this hill. So Rome has hills, right? It's near this hill. And the hill was called Vatican Hill. Oh. Okay. So on that hill, uh, it was kind of in a poor part of town, outside the city. On, one of the, on this hill um, was also the Christian burial ground, cemetery. Okay. So Peter is killed. 
And what, what historians think happened is he was on the cross. It takes a while to die on a cross. That's why they lanced Jesus on the side, you know, to, like, to, to facilitate his death, hasten his death. So Peter dies on the cross. So in the middle of the night, Peter is still, is now dead, upside down on the cross. So the Christians, they want to they give him a proper burial. First Pope, leader of the church, but he died. Yeah. So the story goes, they go to this place where he was buried, to where he, where he died. And to get him off the cross quickly, they just chop his feet off. <laughs> so you chop his feet off so you can pull him down and get out of there. So Peter is buried in this, on the Vatican Hill. Yep. And as people do, when you go, your grandparents die, your parents die, somebody in your family dies, you go and you visit. Yeah. Right? How, wait, how does that combo go? It's like, okay, bro, his f- nails you not coming out of his chop feet. Chop his feet. Chop his cut, feet off. Cut off his feet. Cut right at the shoe. Who, me? No. No, yeah. You, you, you do it. No. Yeah. I bring an axe. Like, I'm, you, not, you, you, like, I'm not tall enough. <laughs> like, I, who, who comes up with that idea? And, and then, impl- I mean, that's gory. It's gory, yes. And so, uh, but they had to act quickly. Okay, so okay, Peter's buried, ahead. and then people visit the tomb. People visit this tomb, okay? So years go by. When Christianity is finally legalized, they know that Peter is buried there, and all these other Christians want to be buried near there because okay. he's buried. they want to be buried near Peter. It's a huge Christian burial ground. So they build St. Peter's Basilica on top of the tomb of St. Peter. This is Uh-oh. the original St. Peter's, St. Peter's number one. The, the wooden one. The current St. Peter's is St. Peter's number two. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. So they build, Constantine builds this church, the Basilica of St. Peter's, of St. Peter, and it lasts from three, whatever, I don't forget what it was, 360 or something like that, all the way through to 1600s. That is a long time to keep a church Long around. time, yep. So underneath there is... Um, Peter, he's buried there. Okay, so years go by. Old St. Peter's burns to the ground. New St. Peter's comes up, the church that we know today, 1650 or something like that. All they know is that Peter is under there somewhere, but they haven't really looked or they haven't found him. So in the 1930s, the Nazis come along and occupy Rome. Boo, Nazis. And in the in the middle of the Nazi occupation, Pope Pius, what was it, 10th? The 11th. The tw- uh, I think the 11th. 11th. Pius the 11th. Orders these archaeologists to dig. Because Hitler, the story was, Hitler wanted Peter's bones. Whoa. I mean, the guy was no... He I was mean, collecting all the stuff, right? All the ancient artifacts. Yeah, yeah. There were statues and... So Pius, Pope Pius was like, we got to find the bones. So in the middle of the night, there's this search. Well, they come upon... Uh, they're digging out all, all these... Because there's all these graves under there. They're digging out, and they find a very unusual kind of gravestone. And there's like some purple sticking out. Okay, purple, the royal, royal color. And so they're digging and digging and they find, and then they find the sign. And the sign says, Petros Ne. Peter in here. Peter inside. And so they dig and they dig. There's a whole story behind it. And they find bones. 
but there's a lot of bones in and around. So they take these bones and they kind of put them off to the side. They don't know whose bones are what. They put them in this little room. Okay. Interesting story for you and me. We took a bunch of Bishop Kelly kids to Rome. Yeah. And we had mass. We were assigned. You go there and you want to have mass. They assigned you a chapel. We were assigned what's called the Irish chapel. Uh-huh. Um, and it turns out the Irish chapel was the room where Peter's bones were stored before but, they knew that it was Peter's bones. Because there was his tomb, and then inside his tomb were a lot of bones? There was Peter's bones and other and others. Okay. Why, why would they mix bones? Because everybody wants to be buried near Peter. They didn't mix the bones, but there were other bones. Oh, because okay. everybody wants to be buried. If you could be buried next to the Pope, you'd be like, that's sweet. That'd be awesome. So they go through, Touché. and they look at these bones, and what do they find? They find the bones of a 70-year-old man of large build. What did Peter do for a living? Fisherman. He was a fisherman. And they put all the bones together. Go on. And they find... There's... The the bones. Yes. And... There's... What's missing? um, The marrow inside. (laughs) Skin, yes. Skin, skin, the cartilage. What's missing? Uh, the shin bones or ankles or feet? No feet. So the legend is true. So they found Peter's bones. And so all this time, they were, this, this basilica, the first one, and now the one we know, they were built on top of the bones of St. Peter. This ancient Christian burial ground became... Vatican, the Vatican Hill became the Vatican and the headquarters of the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, that's right. I do remember going on the Scavi, the excavation. So you can go down underneath St. Peter's. Yeah. Um, you're about 50 feet underground. And you're underneath You're it. underneath. You're in these ancient walkways, which led to these catacombs of, of, of tombs of, of whole families. And then at the end of the Scavi tour, and you can do this, you can still go, you can go down there, right? It takes like a special ticket. If you actually, and if you're going to, if you're listening to this, you're going to Rome, like let us know and we can, not, you don't only get tickets through priests, but like we can tell you who to call. And anyway, we got, we got you. You can go down and at the very end of the tour, before you come back up, is you are in a room with the bones of the fisherman. That's his tomb. You're in his tomb? It's Peter's tomb. So cool. Wow. It's amazing. So I've been there, so I've been down there three times. Okay. And the first time I was just like, this is like, I don't even believe you. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. Yeah. I just, I always thought, I don't know, St. Peter's was built there. I don't know that somebody donated some land. (laughs) They... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's why we build churches in places. Somebody gave us the land at some point, and we, oh, let's build it here. But basically, St. Peter's Basilica is a monument to... A Christian graveyard? It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like a gravestone of our first pope, Peter. And so there he is, buried underneath, and they found him. 
And so now we're, we're the beneficiaries for all those years. Nobody, everyone was like, hey, he's down. I don't know. He's down there somewhere. Well, now we know. And we have his bones. And so going to visit, the first time it was like, oh my gosh, this, this is crazy. This is, you know. So the second time there was a group in front of us of, and it was actually really, it was really beautiful. Um, so the first time I went, I was, I was a seminarian. Second time I went, I was a priest. And there were, there were, the group in front of us was this group of like older priests, guys in their 70s and 80s. And I'm standing there kind of on the outside of the room because they were still in there. So we weren't allowed to go in yet. And I hear like, cry, I hear crying. And I'm kind of like, well, that's weird. So I kind of peek my head around and look in there. And here are these, I don't know what it was, four or five um, grown men, like weeping. So here were these guys, they're priests. They had given, they've given their lives to Christ and his church. We, you know, when we're, when we're ordained, we say to the bishop, I promise obedience to, you know, do you, do you promise obedience to me and my successors? And we say, I do. Well, where does, where do the bishops come from? Bishops come from the Pope. Anyway, we're all connected, right? And the Pope is our Pope and, and it's awesome. And so here are these guys, like just this like emotion coming out of being in the presence of the bones of the, the guy who got it all started. Jesus started it, but <laughs> Jesus said to Peter, you know, you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church. And right in front of these guys are the bones of the fishermen. Wow. And so then I went in and I was like, wow, should I be, maybe I should be, should I be crying? I don't, you know, but I was, I don't know. I'd been a priest like two years. What, do I, what, <laughs> what are you crying what, about? What do I know? Yeah. And then the, la the last time I went and we went down there, I really wanted it was selfish, but I like wanted to be in there by myself. But I have this group of high school kids, you know? So I, I basically like, all right, okay, everybody, come on in. And we, and we were in there. We prayed. We read the gospel account. We read Matthew 16. Um, you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. And we're literally standing underneath the dome of St. Peter's Basilica. Yeah, because it's right it's below the Bolticina. Right, 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 below the, right below the papal altar of St. Peter's. <clears throat> and then the group left to go back up. And I basically said to the the chaperone who was with me, I was like, can you just like get, get, lead everybody out anyway. And I, and I stayed in there and I had probably just maybe like two minutes. Um, and it was awesome. And I think about it every time Peter comes up, every time a Peter feast day comes up, I think about those priests crying in the presence of these, of the bones and then I think about my little, my little two minutes alone with Peter. Wow. And it's awesome. And that's why we're Roman Catholics. Because Rome is where Peter went. And Rome is where he died. So there's actually the spot where he was crucified is right, literally right next to St. Peter's. That's where that obelisk is out front, right? That's so where the, the, so the, the obelisk is in St. Peter's Square, um, and the, the 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 story is is like that. That's the last thing that like Peter would have seen alive. Yeah, because it was it was stolen was from Egypt. I think. We took it from Egypt. Yeah, yeah. But we the Romans. 
The Roman. <laughs> Nero yes, and yes, his Nero, boys. Nero. Yeah. And his boys took it but from But we took it and yeah. put it right in the middle of our, you know, the sacred spot. Yeah. The Basilica of St. Peter's. It's in St. Right in the middle of St. Peter's Square as the, like the last thing that Peter would have seen. I hear he national treasure, it leads to... <laughs> National treasure on the bottom. If you lift up the obelisk, it tells you who shot JFK. <laughs> no, <laughs> forty tons. The president's book of secrets is uh-huh. underneath. But anyway, that's that's why. So when people say oh, I'm, a, oh, I'm a Roman Catholic, that's that's what we're talking about. The Church Rome, of Rome. Rome is important. Yeah, Rome is. Is you know I I love the um, as an Easterner part of the you know as a priest of the Eastern Catholic Church I I love the dialogue between East and West between the Orthodox and uh, uh, and the and the and the Roman Pontiff uh, or Holy Father Francis because Bartholomew whenever he pens a letter he he always writes my brother Francis first of the churches yeah and that's a, that's a very important phrase because of the hierarchy of the churches it's Rome. Constantinople, well, Rome, Constantinople, not Istanbul. It's Constantinople, the church. And then, what is it like? Um, Antioch, and then Cairo, and then Moscow. Yep. Yeah, so the, during that big like ordeal where um, Metropolitan Krill like, excommunicated Bartholomew and the, patri- the uh, Orthodox bishops of Ukraine— there was this whole mess, and it was like you—you you can't even do that because you're like way down the yeah, list. Yeah, you're way down. You're like modern. <laughs> it's yeah, no. So it's a it's a fascinating, um, it's a fascinating history. So when you see like Pope Francis in in Rome, that's that's where he is. So he's not from there. Right? The Roman he's Pontiff, from, but we call him the Roman Pontiff. Uh, we call ourselves Roman Catholics. Um, the Synod of Bishops that's going on, uh, the, what's called the Synod on Synodality. Like, where is it happening? It's in Rome. Yep. Um, we have an American seminary. You know, we don't just, we don't stick it anywhere. We put it in Rome. Father Michael Pratt, Stillwater native, right? That's where he works now. A Amalfi Coast, so it's a vacation um, spot. Yeah. I mean, why not put it somewhere... Tropical. Yeah. Why isn't it in Hawaii or why isn't it in, you know. The American uh, Seminary. The North American College in Rome. It's the North American College in Rome. So anyway, I just think that's really interesting. And I think a lot of people don't know that whole history. I think should. I think there's very few people that know that history. Uh, there's a great book that I picked up years ago called the Bones of St. Peter. The Bones of the Fisherman. The Bones of the Fisherman. I think, it's called the uh, Bones of... I think it's called the... Check yourself. I think it's called the Bones of St. Peter. Um, maybe it's called the Bones of the Fisherman. I'll take either one of those. Come on. <laughs> Google it. Keep talking. No. Uh, so anyway, I, I when I, uh, as I was preparing for a, um, a pilgrimage to The Bones Rome, of St. Peter, a first full account of the search for the apostle's body. Okay, I forgive you. Bones of St. Peter, I beg your forgiveness. Then there's also <laughs> one called St. Peter's Bones. I, I forgive you for How the relics me. of the first pope were lost and found. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because the, the, the guy who was working on it took the bones and then like put him in his closet for a while and then the chapel. It's really fantastic history. And I, as, a, uh, as a lover of archaeological digs, I thought it was pretty slick on how they got the dirt out 
while the Nazis were occupying the city of Rome right above it. Like how they got all that dirt out how of there. How did they get the dirt out? They moved it out quietly, super secret. It was a secret operation. Like Shawshank Redemption where he put it in his pants? <laughs> exactly. And he just like shook his leg out into the, into the, uh, the yeah, courtyard? Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then moved it around. Every priest, every knight would put a <laughs> bunch of dirt in his pants. <laughs> like carry it out. Carry it out. No, no. It's just a really cool, like what they found in there, they found old Roman coins because all of that necropolis, that city of the dead had been covered over with dirt since For three, a long 360. Time. So let's see, 1700 years, it had been covered over with dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Just wild stuff. Amazing. So that's the um anyway, that's the that's the history. Okay. Uh, okay, so it's pretty fascinating. So you can you can go and read about it. Um and really if you go to Rome, I mean especially like college students, you know, you can yeah, yeah. you they travel abroad if anyone's going over there. Um Got the Scavi, the Scavi tour. And then I would also recommend uh, there's a wonderful book by uh, a guy named George Weigel. Uh, and it's called Letters to a Young Catholic. Letters to Letters to a Young Catholic. And he just talks about kind of really just beautiful things about Catholicism. And one of the chapters is on the Scabi tour. That's where I first Whoa. learned learned about it was that book that I read as a young adult. It's probably 20 years old, that book. Um, just fascinating, fascinating stuff. So this was like a sort of a standalone episode. I mean, it was, but it was, I gave this presentation last week in Spanish and... It was on my mind, and I've been wanting to like tell this story a little bit. I'm glad you did, because I think you're right. Most people don't know that history and don't that's know. That's us, man. Uh -huh. My other favorite stat is that the first 33 popes were all martyred. <laughs> Not a good stat? That's a good stat. It's a great way to get into heaven. I was like, that's it. That's how I need to. That's Pope how Francis, Pope number 268. Yay. Vive el Papa, and death to his enemies. Y'all have a great day. Peace. <laughs>